I'm Kimberly Amici. Welcome to the Build Your Best Family podcast. This is a practical show to help you imagine, plan, and build your best family. We believe that the secret to having a happy family is not being perfect, but having purpose. Each week, I'll be sharing with you lessons I've learned and conversations I've had that will help you become who you want to be together. This week, we're talking about Truth in the Tinsel, a simple way to celebrate the Christmas season with guest Amanda White. There are so many ways that we can observe this holiday season. I hope after listening to last week's episode that you started thinking about the ways that you could celebrate this season and what it's going to look like for you and your family. Especially since we can't do it on autopilot, we can't just do the things we've done in years past. Travel is limited and seeing people we love may not be an option. However, all is not lost. If we can get creative, I'm confident that we can find meaningful ways to connect with one another and spend quality time together this holiday season. This week's guest, Amanda White, created Truth in the Tinsel. It's an ebook that she calls an Advent experience for little hands. It's more than a devotional, it's more than a craft book, it's a memory builder for your family. You'll get to hear more about it in the interview, but what Amanda created is an incredibly simple tool and an incredibly simple way to give meaning to the days leading up to Christmas. Plus, it lays a spiritual foundation for your kids and will transform the way they see the holiday. I know because I did it when my kids were little and they still remember it. In our conversation, we also touched on the importance of holiday traditions in general and how to let them evolve as your kids get older. As you listen to this, consider and decide what you want your kids to learn over the next six weeks about your family and about their faith. Let's talk more about it on Instagram or in the Build Your Best Family community group. Do you get stressed out during the holiday season? Are you overwhelmed by the number of things to get done and the people to please? It doesn't have to be that way. Instead of going with the flow this holiday season, you can embrace the activities that produce the holiday experience that's right for you. Our one word for the season worksheet will walk you through choosing your one word to help you navigate your holiday with success. Head over to the show notes or go to www.buildyourbestfamily.com to get your copy today. Today, I'm talking with Amanda White. Amanda likes to think up fun ways to tell her kids about Jesus and likes to share those ideas with others. Most of those ideas are on her blog, oamanda.com, and the new one she's trying out usually shows up in Instagram, at oamanda. Tens of thousands of families have used and enjoyed her family devotional books, Truth in the Tinsel, An Advent Experience for Little Hands, and A Sense of Resurrection, An Easter Experience for Families to Celebrate Jesus Throughout the Year. Welcome, Amanda. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. I'm so happy to be here. I love talking about Christmas things. Yes. <laughs> okay. So years ago, I did Truth and Tinsel in the Tinsel with my kids. I went back to look at what year it was. Oh my gosh, I'm blanking now. I did I did tell you in the email, 2012, would that be possible? I mean, I released it in 2011. So yeah, yeah 2012 so is totally possible. Itty bitty. It's the only... Advent thing I've actually completed <laughs> year after year after year. Actually, I might have tried it 
Can I try it? Anyway, so I teamed up with a girl. So we'll, our listeners will hear more about what it is. Mm-hmm. So they may be like, what are you talking about? I did team up with a friend of mine and we pre-packaged all of the activities together. So and smart. that was what made it work because yeah. I would have never, ever been able to complete it. And it was super easy to do, super meaningful. And I kid you not when I tell you that the kids are still talking about this Aww, Advent so devotional sweet. and activities that we did years later. And honestly, I think we finally got rid of some of the, the stuff yeah. because I was like, okay, you're going to move out and go to college and, and I'm going to have all this me. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we'll get into more about that in a little bit, but a uh, question that I ask all my guests. And then I want to ask you is what is your family known for? What is our family known for? I'm thinking about this and thinking about, is it my family known for this in within our family or is it outside of our family? So I'm thinking back and forth about that. Is it with... So it's both. And so the first time that I first got the idea to do family culture and build your best family, I, I went on Facebook and I was like, what do you think of when you hear my family's name? And it was so interesting to find out what people had to say. And surprisingly, it actually lined up with what I thought was unique and special about our family. And I got a lot of responses, not from my friend friends, but my outer, outer circles of friends on Facebook, people that knew me, but didn't know me really well. And so that was really encouraging to hear what they had to say about us. So it's a combination of what it is that you love to do, what it is your family can count on when you're together, but also what... If people say I'm going to your house, what are they what are they getting? Well, that's so I, that's so pretty. And what's interesting is that, gosh, like, you know, I mentioned just a few minutes ago before we started, my kids are 12 and 14, and this new teenager land is a new place. Yeah. And so there's so many days where I'm like, God, have I done enough? Yes. Oh <laughs> is our gosh. family culture strong enough? You know, do yeah. my kids respect me in the areas that matter so that they will continue in those areas yeah. when they grow up? I mean, how many times this is the smallest thing, but I always say to my son, when you go to college, I know the first thing you're going to do is go get a Mountain Dew. I just know it. <laughs> I know that's what you're going to do. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh. But you know what? I do really think that our family, I think if someone said, oh yeah, you know, the whites, even though it's the most boring last name you can have, you know, the white family, (laughs) we all, we really are together. I know that sounds really silly, but we really are together. We like to be with each other. We like to do things with each other. And we've, we've done, I don't know if we've done well, we've tried hard Mm -hmm. to make our family be together all the time. So this is a very small thing. And I know it doesn't work all the time. I make my kids go and wait on the other one. When we have ballet here, my son has to go. When we have soccer here, my daughter has to go because I want us to be together. I don't want four different people living in our home Mm -hmm. that aren't a family. I want us to be this big family Mm -hmm. together. Mm -hmm. And so that goes with other things. So like we eat the same the same things I was saying, I know you're going to have a Mountain Dew, but healthy food is important to us. And so we make yeah. our kids eat things that yeah. we eat. I, that's, that is such a silly example, but, um, no, it's great. I mean, kids, when I, when I got married, I found out that my mother-in-law would make my husband separate meals growing up. And I was like, yeah. uh-uh, no, 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 we will not be making no. anybody. I mean, that's, that's what, what we decided as a family, but it, it's a thing. It really yeah. is a thing. Yeah. And I I want our family. I always pray over our kids 
and kind of speak over them that they recognize that we are like a puzzle that God put Mm -hmm. together Mm -hmm. and that those pieces, we can't do our, we are not our family without my daughter, Lydia. We are not my family, our family without my daughter, without my son, Asa. And so I want them to feel that togetherness, the things that we come Mm -hmm. up with, we do it together. The things we work with, uh, we do together. Our home is about Mm -hmm. us together. Mm -hmm. There's not these four separate people or even just kids and adults as much as I want that respect and, and and that separation in one way, Mm -hmm. I want the kids, I want us all to be together. And so That's not a very beautiful word, but no, <laughs> I totally I hope. get that. No, it's fantastic. And I think if, if you were to ask people, they would 100% say that. I mean, oftentimes I'm similar to you in that we bring the kids everywhere. So if mm-hmm. somebody has a baseball game or a soccer game, whatever it is, and in the beginning, people would be like, how did you get your kids to come to the game? Like, I can't get mine to leave the house. I'm like, right. well. I just didn't give them a choice. And now it's yeah, just, just what we do. Now my my girls would never miss a wrestling match my son has. We'd right. never miss, let, miss my daughter's soccer game. They just, I mean, the other day it was so cold out and my son's like, oh, I'm going to Ellie's game with my friends. And I'm like, really? Because it's really cold. Does that mean now I have to go? <laughs> Wait, he's in high school, it's a little different. That. But he wants to go on his own with his friends. And I just, yeah. I love that. So it, it definitely is a thing. And I think it's really important. And like I mentioned, my daughter is applying to colleges now. And I don't know what that's puzzle. Like you said, yeah. the puzzle is going to look like next year. It'll yeah. be so oh. interesting. Yeah. Good stuff, but hard and just different <laughs> season. I, yeah. Yeah, I keep telling just recently, I feel like I've had this conversation a lot. You know, when you have a baby, every few weeks feels like a new season. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, wait, I didn't know there was a six-week growth spurt or, you know, yeah. oh, now we're in the season of two naps to one nap. Why didn't anyone tell yeah. me, you know? Yeah. But in teenager, when you have teenagers, that is the same thing. You are in a new season with them every few weeks, it feels like. And mm-hmm. it's something that no one exactly told me was going to happen. No. So yeah, the, what does the family look like as your kids get older? It's It's different. Yeah. Okay, so you said that this is the tenth anniversary, right? Yes. Of truth in the. I always get confused on anniversaries. Do you count the first one or not count it? But I think so. Anyway, that's all right. We're going to celebrate anyway. It's the tenth. It's the tenth (laughs) time. It's the tenth time that it's been out. It's the tenth time someone could buy it. (laughs) So perfect. Yes, we are celebrating that. So let's tell our listeners a little bit more about what it is, and then the Mm -hmm. story behind it. Okay, so. It is a Christmas devotional. It's an Advent countdown, all of those things combined. Mm-hmm. And so basically what it is, it's just an ebook. It's just a, I don't want to say it's just a PDF because it's very ex- extensive and expansive. Mm-hmm. So it's not just a mm-hmm. tiny little random thing you get for free when you um, sign up to be on someone's site. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And basically what you do is in the book, there's some clues and you have one clue every day. And your kid will either, you can print them off. I've got them in the book. You can print them off and it's just Mm -hmm. a little clue. Or if you have an advent calendar that you like to use, you could put the clues in there or or hang Mm -hmm. it up or whatever. And they open up the clue. And so the first day is light. And you say to your kids, oh, today is light. We're going to find out about light. And then you go to the scripture and we read from Isaiah about how the people living in darkness have seen a great light. And you tell them before you start reading, when you hear me say the word light, I want you to shout it out. Mm -hmm. And so then the kids will say light and you go through the scripture and then you make a little craft. And when I say a craft, I mean, very little and very much made out of things that 
you should slightly have in your house. Yeah, totally if you doable. The, if yeah. you don't have the exact thing, you just make something work. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I mean, when I made all this, this was literally stuff that was in my craft closet. Granted, I'm the kind of person mm-hmm. that's like, oh, look at this cool thing of, of bubble wrap that I got in this package. I'm going to keep it. Yeah. You know, like I'm that Toilet kind paper of, rolls. Yes. Yeah, all the things. So you make the little craft and as you're making the craft, you're just talking about the light. Oh, wow. You know, Jesus is the light or how do people live in darkness or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And there's just a short paragraph, really just a paragraph that I've written in first person so that you can kind of summarize it with your kids. And mm-hmm. then there's one small, tiny activity. Again, when I say tiny, I mean, very tiny, like a conversation, listen to a song, you know, jump up and down mm-hmm. that you can do to do a little bit more by the end of Advent. So 24 days, yes, this is 24 days long. <laughs> you will have gone through not just interesting things about the Bible or Jesus or God, which is what mm-hmm. a lot of Christmas things are about, which is fine. I love Jesus mm-hmm. and God. I want mm-hmm. you to know all the things, but mm-hmm. this is really just about the Christmas story. But we start with prophecies in, in the Old Testament, like Isaiah. Mm-hmm. And then we go through the story of Zechariah and Elizabeth, of Mary and Joseph, of um, the them being in Bethlehem, of the census. And then even further of things that you don't normally talk about, about Anna and Simeon. And then it ends, the, your very last ornament on Christmas Eve is the cross, because the whole point of this is not that Jesus was born in a manger and that we have a baby Jesus in our lives, but that Jesus mm-hmm. came to die on the cross for us and to give himself as a ransom for many. So uh, it is so much better than I could have ever written. You know, it has been used so much better than I could have ever come up with. Mm-hmm. God has done immeasurably more than I could have ever asked or imagined with it. And it's so fun especially, honestly, I mean, I know my kids are different because we wrote it and we talk about truth and the tinsel all all the time. My kids are going to want to do it this year. We will not do it every single craft the way that Mm -hmm. it's written, but they're going to want to do it. They enjoy having this thing every single day and talking about God's word. So, um, but when you have little bitties and and preschool, early elementary, even older elementary, but preschool, early elementary, and the kids really are meditating with those crafts every single day mm-hmm. for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever time you have, you can make, you can make it do. Mm-hmm. That, that is exactly what's happening is that they're meditating. And then at the end of the month, when they are able to really, to have every detail of that story in their mind and really know all the, all the directions of it. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I mean, I don't want to sound hyperbolic, but it's transformative for them mm-hmm. and it will be, and foundational for their their understanding of who Jesus mm-hmm. is and what he did for us and then just the christmas story which for a kid is so magical so bright yeah. so shiny such it's the thing of the year it's the event of the year and when when they have a real foundation of god's word in it wow it it will it will change them mm-hmm. honestly it will because it's god's word and that's what god does yeah and i love that it's taking them through a journey like you said, it's not just bits and pieces. It's actually giving them a step back and seeing Jesus in the Old Testament and bringing mm-hmm. it into how we now celebrate. Yeah. yeah. Because it's easy to just say, yeah, well, Christmas was when Jesus was born in the manger. And then mm-hmm. all you see is that nativity scene. But that is not mm-hmm. what it is. This is, and when you go through it, one of the main things that, as I put it together, that I saw that was so beautiful was all of the light imagery. I mean, you go mm-hmm. in Isaiah and see the light and the darkness. And then when you get to 
Zechariah and he um, sings his praise to the Lord, he talks about when uh, Simeon is with Jesus in the temple. He talks about light. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you go through the whole thing, you just see this light. And then you know that Jesus talks about himself being the light. You go all the way back to Genesis and you said that God brought light into the whole world. I mean, this light imagery is everywhere. And so for kids to go ahead and recognize that. And even, I think it's a it's it's foundational for Bible understanding. They see these themes in the Bible already mm-hmm. by doing this small little thing about Christmas where you can see the the light imagery um, throughout yeah. the story. Yeah. And what made you start this? Is there a story behind it? Or is it just... Oh, yeah. No. So when my daughter was little, this is not something I just wrote because <laughs> I wanted to write something. I mean, especially yeah. think about back, blogging back in the day. That was oh, yeah. that a whole nother world. Mm-hmm. But my daughter was little and I had heard about the Jesse tree, which if you're familiar mm-hmm. with Jesse tree, it's, a, it's, I guess it's a similar thing. You hang up a Christmas ornament and you kind of are going through redemptive history. And so there's mm, yeah. stories about Noah and the Davidic covenant and, and all different things. And really, once I got about two days into it, I'm like, whew, I don't even understand what's going on in this. So <laughs> there's no way my daughter, she was like, she's two, she's born in January. So she might not even been two yet. And there's no way that she could understand it. And I had this other little book. I, I mean, I, here I am, you know, you have your first child and you like think they're geniuses and you need to tell them everything. And I wanted to do all the things. And so <laughs> I had all the books and there was just it's this other little book that was kind of like an advent type thing. And one of the activities that it had in there was to make an ornament. And so we mm-hmm. just made like a little ornament out of like, I don't know what cotton balls. I don't even remember mm-hmm. what it was. And the next day she wanted to make another ornament. And I'm like, well, I mean... <laughs> Okay, fine. And then every day she wanted to make an ornament. And so really that's where it all started. And so the next year I was like, okay, I'm going to do this a little bit better. I'm going to, you know, make this a little bit more organized. And so just as we read through the Bible story, then we'd make a little ornament. And again, with whatever I had, oh, here's a post-it note and a piece of string. Let's see what we can do with this to make the story. And then every, you know, so probably like two or three years I did that. Just, I mean, there was no planning. I literally was just Mm -hmm. reading the Bible and we would make a little Mm -hmm. craft for it. And one time I made a brown paper Christmas tree and hung it up on the wall and we just tacked little ornaments on the wall. And then, you know, here I am this blogger. And so I wanted to have this other (laughs) Christmas thing to do on my blog. And I made this whole giant thing and it was like, it had activities to like go help people and movies to go with it. I did that with my daughter. She was like, mommy, can we please just make ornaments every day? I mean, she's like four. Yeah, yeah. Can we please just make ornaments every day? Because Asa needs to know the Christmas story. And so I said, okay, fine. And so that's when I sort of decided I'm going to put this in order and we're going to do it for real. And I Mm -hmm. felt, so it was that year at a loom. Honestly, I'm pretty sure I've only been, did we have a loom more than once? I can't remember all the, that's like we said, that's back in the day. Yeah. I just remember I, it was a fire inside of me and I, I have to get this done. And mm-hmm. I released it on black Friday and between black Friday and Christmas, I sold 6,000 copies of it. Wow. Let me think if that's right. I, I think that's right. It may, it may have been more than that now that I'm, I'm getting a little bit confused, but that is, that is crazy. That is mm-hmm. crazy. And it was mm-hmm. super cheap. It was super cheap that day, but that is crazy. And what was cool about it for me is I'm going into so much detail, but it's just, God's so cool. Yeah. Cause I had been in children's ministry as a children's pastor. We had helped start a church uh, when we first got married. And then we had been at this mega church and, you know, 10 services a week and all this stuff. 
And when we left, it was mainly because I had Lydia also because we just were not a fit there and it wasn't a great experience. And it was kind of hard in that I used to have hundreds of kids that were, that I was over. And then I only had my one little girl Mm -hmm. (laughs) after that. And to be able to have a platform and to have thousands, thousands, and now it has been tens of thousands of families going through that. I could have never done that in a church setting. Mm -hmm. And so how cool of God to give me something that I did with my daughter. I mean, it was just, it, it was not something I was trying to make happen. It was just something I did with my daughter Mm -hmm. that could influence other people. So Mm -hmm. anyway, that, that is the, that is the story. (laughs) I love that. I mean, I love that it came out of something that you were already doing. Right. And I think the best things do for sure. Yes, absolutely. When you try to make things happen, they don't always happen. Yeah. Yeah. Or you try to create something and you never actually walked through it yourself and then it doesn't really work because it was all up in your head. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And I love how, like, I think that was the game changer for us was that it was something that we could actually do together as opposed to them just sitting there and listening to me read something again, you know, like they, I, it was just the perfect way to engage them, to have them do these activities. Yeah, sure. absolutely. Yeah. Kids need movement. They yeah. they learn with their hands. They meditate with their hands. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So t- let's talk a little bit about faith traditions in general. And why do you think that they matter? I mean, you've worked with kids. You've created this ebook. What have you seen? And, and what is the impact that it has on families? You know, I, I, I wish I knew actual statistics of this. But again, as my kids get older, I see it over and over and over. How important those traditions are. And I'm talking about just regular traditions, much less faith traditions. Uh, I read one time, I think it was Kevin Lehman who writes, have a new kid by Friday, have a new spouse Mm -hmm. by Friday. And he's all into um, birth order and and Mm -hmm. things like that. And he talked about basically how traditions and the things like you said earlier about what is your family known for? Those are like strong bungee cords that keep your family together. And so your kids can't wander away because they're so um, connected to you by Mm -hmm your Friday night dinners or your Sunday morning pancakes or whatever those little things are, when they are such a strong tradition, mm-hmm. they, they bring your, your kids in. Now let's, let's double that. Let's strengthen that with a faith tradition, because then you've got the strong bungee cord of God's word surrounding your mm-hmm. kid and your kids know we always sit around the table after dinner and read the Bible, or we always spend all of Christmas talking about Jesus, or we always you know, do this whatever mm-hmm. thing at, at Easter time, those strong mm-hmm. things, they are not leaving your kid. They are, they are, they are making, I hate to say foundation again, but it, but it's so, it so is just line upon line here, a little, there, a little, they're building, building, building this strong foundation mm-hmm. under your kids. And I'm not saying that random things don't do that, but when you have this foundation, yeah. uh, this tradition, it becomes this strong foundation that your kids that is normal for them. It's just the norm for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I mean, I love the bungee cord. I was, you know, I've, I've said tethered in the past, but I love mm-hmm. the idea of the bungee cord because that is what it's like when we're raising kids. I find we talked about the stages earlier. There's this pulling away and this coming back, this pulling away and coming mm-hmm. back. And even when I saw my kids transition into teenagers, there was a really healthy pulling away. Yeah. And so I did my best not to fight it. But they're coming back. It's it's just this constant ebb and flow. And I love I love that imagery because it's so true. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have any other specific traditions or 
whether it's faith-based or holiday-based that you want to share with us. I'd love to hear a little bit about more oh, about what your family well, does. You know, I love Christmas so much. I love Christmas so much. I mean, that truth in the tinsel, it, it's really surprised me. And every year I'm always like, are you sure you guys want to do this again? And they always <laughs> want to do it in some way. So that definitely, mm-hmm. I am not just saying that, that, that is definitely something we do all the time. Mm-hmm. This is not remotely about faith, but my kids love this is my kids have their own tiny baby Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. And I, they, I buy them the little miniature ornaments at Hallmark every year. And so they have their own baby tree and they love that thing. I don't know why mm-hmm. they love it so much, but they love it so much. But I started that because my mom did that for me. Probably it started when I was in middle school mm-hmm. and she said to me, um, I got this for you and I'll be giving you an ornament every year. And then that way, whenever you're in college or when you first get married, you'll mm-hmm. have your own tree. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what it was. When our first year that we were married, we didn't have a tree. We had my little baby tree with my little ornaments from 1991, from oh 1992, gosh. from 1995 yeah. on that tree. And so, and again, I mean, I am not trying to make everything so purposeful and spiritual, but I'm telling you, those my kids are going to remember when yeah. they are in their own home or in, in college or whatever when they're hanging up those little ornaments, mm-hmm. the conversations that we've had about the Lord, the conversations that we've had um, surrounding our Christmas tree and, and all the things. And so mm-hmm. I just feel like holidays, Christmas, especially Easter, definitely. Like I said, those are like Super Bowls for our kids. Those are mm-hmm. huge events, especially in those elementary school years. Yeah. That, that they are so sparkly, they are so so shiny, they are so huge and important. You barely have to do anything. Why not take all that sparkly and shininess and turn it on Jesus? And so that, yeah. that is about him. So Easter, I mean, I, I do have an Easter ebook devotional. It's a little bit different, but we we have several Easter traditions that are about Jesus. I don't do a lot of Easter basket, Easter bunny stuff, but I'm telling you, my kids both holidays, but Easter, they love every bit of it. They think it's the most fun and the most awesome, Mm -hmm. but they are about the Lord. And I know people, you know, sometimes wonder, especially if you have little kids, you might be saying, but I don't want them to miss out on blah, blah, blah. I don't want them to miss out on the elf. I don't want them to miss out on getting that basket in the morning. I can tell you, if you turn it to something real and turn it to something true, like Jesus, that magic Mm-hmm. is not magic it's real mm-hmm. and they will they will feel it and they will know it they will love it and god will god will uh, i don't know inflate it <laughs> yeah make it bigger and better in their lives and so uh my suggestion is certainly use those holidays use mm-hmm. any any holiday but easter and christmas use those to make your traditions about mm-hmm. the lord to make yeah. your traditions I am not suggesting you have a Bible study and they have to get out a notebook and a pen, but they are all about the Lord. And there's so many things you can do. There's so many things you can do. And it's not hard because the stores are already doing it. Your your front porch porches have nativity scenes on them and the stores are playing Christmas music, shouting, you know, not a joke. This morning, my son comes down the stairs. Oh my gosh. He's dressed (laughs) for school and he gets on his knees and he goes, he just starts singing, fall on your knees. Oh, hear the <laughs> angel voices. Oh my word. I don't know where it came from, but I do know that, uh, you know, all of that is important. We mm-hmm. sing Christmas carols and we mm-hmm. do all of those things. And 
Uh, clearly yeah. it's on his mind already. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Wait, can we just get to Thanksgiving first? <laughs> oh man. Yeah. You know, we, I never did the Easter baskets and the Easter bunny with my kids. I wasn't anti it, but I just didn't do it. And then there were, cause there was always relatives that would, we would see that day and they would bring their own baskets. And I'm like, do we need more candy? No, we don't. Uh, no. And then, you know, uh, celebrating Easter was very, is, has always been very secular with our extended family. Mm-hmm. So I wanted something to do with our kids that brought Jesus into it. And so we started doing a Passover Seder, which oh, usually always so falls fast. around the same time. And mm-hmm. it has been so for us, that's how we celebrate Easter. That's how we celebrate yeah. the resurrection. And we years there's been years we've done it with other people there's been years that we like this past year we couldn't do it with other people we did it just just us and it was fantastic and instead of doing it at night so we could have people over during the week we had it on a weekend and we grilled the lamb on the grill I don't think I'll ever do it any different (laughs) (laughs) but my kids can count on that you know and it's it's special to them and we do have a few family members that are Jewish but for the most part it's about Christ and that's been a fantastic thing for us to do you know, and for us now, even so the Easter portion of what we used to celebrate has now changed because Mm -hmm. my in-laws have downsized. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, that those, the egg hunts and the things that we did that made that Mm -hmm. holiday so special has changed. And so we've had to evolve with it. And I was just curious, how have, have your faith traditions evolved? What are you seeing? Cause I, cause I think what happens is we get, I sometimes tend to get stuck I have to do it the same way every year. That's the tradition when really it's not, that's not what the tradition tradition is always about. So how right. have you evolved? Yeah. Um, you know, again, <laughs> just this whole teenager thing. Like, I don't know. It's just so interesting and different. I'm telling you, I just feel like the second my daughter turned 13, we were just in a new place. Mm-hmm. And she's, this is her first year in high school. We are just in this new place and her, um, heart is just with her friends and, and and none of this, I don't mean any of this in a bad way or Mm -hmm. or inappropriate or sinful or any of it. It is just amazing. And so absolutely traditions change. And I think, I think what you're saying is exactly right. It's not necessarily the actual thing that you do. I mean, just taking truth in the tinsel for an example, Mm -hmm. we're not making a craft every day. And in fact, I'm like, look, we've done this 10 times plus the times we did it before. I'm not making any more crafts. We don't need to get all this stuff out. (laughs) And so last year there, I do have, instead of making the crafts, I have printable ornaments that you can buy and you can just print them off and color them. Mm-hmm. And so if you have little bitties that can't do anything, or mm-hmm. you just want to do something different. So last year we, we did that and we turned them into a little book anyway, but that was so fun because it was like, we were journaling together, which is something that my daughter and I like to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure my son would rather, obviously, like I said earlier, he'd probably rather do a song and dance about each day. But <laughs> <laughs> so I think just seeing what your kids are interested in for, you know, for example, if you always are doing something that is big, but now your kids are into journaling, do that. If your kids are into, for example, one time my kids did they made like a stop motion video at Christmas time. And it was about the, about the Christmas, you know, it was about the Christmas story and you know, whatever they're into, maybe it's just about music for you guys or whatever. I think, I think your traditions just change as your kids get older, you still do the same things. And sometimes you will do the exact same thing you did did Mm -hmm. when your kid was three. Mm -hmm. They like to make those same cookies. They like to make those same, whatever, hang your stockings up here or whatever. My son, Mm -hmm. 
he's 12. So he's, and he's a boy. So he's still, he could be five, you know, I don't know how to describe it any better, but just how boys are. Last year we didn't get, or maybe it was the year before, but we, we didn't get matching Christmas pajamas because I couldn't find them and they're expensive. And if you wait too long, you're out of luck. Yeah. Yeah. We had a rough time last year. And he was sobbing, sobbing that we did not have. I was like, I didn't even know that was a tradition in our house. Do we have matching pajamas every year? I didn't know that that was such a thing for him. But to him, the three times we had done it was practically his whole life. And so he felt like that was something we did every year. And he was, I mean, he was absolutely mortified that we were not going to have matching Christmas pajamas on that day. So I don't even know if I'm answering your question, but no, I, no, no, no. Well, I, my son, he, he's like, mom, I don't, I sleep in my underwear. I don't even <laughs> sleep in pajamas anymore. <laughs> and then when the girls were different sizes and then they became the same sizes. And now we don't know whose is who. Right. I mean, it's just like, are we going to keep doing this? So it's kind of changed to Christmas loungewear. Cause even okay. the girls are like, mom, I don't sleep. Like I sleep in a tank top. I'm like, okay, yeah, but it's Christmas and we need pajamas. And <laughs> <laughs> so it's become the loungewear that we change into on Christmas Eve, but yeah. don't necessarily wear to bed. Absolutely. Maybe we put it back on the next morning. <laughs> or one picture, maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it's just about growing with your kids and knowing what they are, but not eliminating them and saying, oh, you're, you know, you're too old for that. Or yeah. no, we're not going to do that. Or not allowing them to say, eh, I'm too old for that. No there are some things that we do together and there are Mm -hmm. some things that are just our family thing and we're going to do them. And so Mm -hmm. I think it's just about feeling out as your kids get older Mm -hmm. and just how your life is too. Like you said, you downsize or like, we're going to be traveling two weeks out of Christmas this year. We're not going to be able to do a craft every day, you know, or or whatever the thing is. You have to kind of watch it. We have done truth in the tinsel in a hotel room at Disney World before. (laughs) I was say, you could just take it with you. That's right. I know how that is. That's like working out. Yeah, you're really going to work out on vacation. No, yeah, you're not. You say it. <laughs> you might go to the hotel uh, gym one time. But... Once, and then you're over it. No, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Made you feel good that you did it. Yeah. All right. So as we wrap up, if someone's listening and they want to start a new tradition with their family, where do you suggest that they start? Oh, okay. I mean, oh gosh, there's so many things. Can I just say the two easiest things I would say this about any time, any time you need to have music that elevates God and his word all the time. You need to play it nonstop. I mean, if you're a music, if you're a music person, my daughter wants music on 24 seven, my son, my husband wants it on 24 seven. I can do with some quiet every now and then, but I love music that has God's word and Mm -hmm. is elevating and worshiping the Lord. And I want that around them all the time because that is being planted in their heart, even when they don't know it. And it will come out again, yeah. back to my son this morning, singing fall on your knees. That song mm-hmm. has been in his head so much that it's something that comes out even mm-hmm. when he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. So music. So when, when that comes to Christmas, you find, I mean, there are so many seeds, family worship and Yancey and I mean, any Christmas album, honestly, but if you need something child like mm-hmm. you need to just have that everywhere. And I'm not saying you can't listen to Santa and Rudolph, but man, make it a heavy, heavy playlist of Jesus, a mm-hmm. heavy playlist. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, I, when I was little, when my, it's not when I was little, when my kids <laughs> were very little, I took all the Santa songs off of our playlist. I, I just wanted them to have those other mm-hmm. songs in their head first. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean we, they, they know all the songs now they've seen all the Christmas movies now, but when they were very little, I wanted yeah. to, I wanted to pump them full of what I, what I wanted them to have. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then books and, oh man, so many Christmas books 
that are so good, that tell the story so well, even if they're not about Jesus specifically, that they are about what Jesus has done for us. Like the pine tree parable by Liz Curtis Higgs is about, you know, a family that Mm -hmm. sells Christmas trees and they give one to a poor family. But it is still, when you read it, you, you will know it is all about how Jesus came for us and died for us. Mm -hmm. So I think surrounding your kids with those stories and not letting Santa and Christmas, the, 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 I don't want to say secular Christmas, but that's what it is. Overwhelm. So mm-hmm. putting those those easy, easy things. When you talk about Christmas, that it that you are con- constantly talking about it. I think when you are looking around, it, it's exactly Deuteronomy six when it says, "Talk about it when you walk along the road, and when you mm-hmm. lie down, and when you get up." So when you see Christmas lights, oh, hey, didn't we just look at those beautiful Christmas lights on that tree? Didn't we just? read in Isaiah about how Jesus was the light mm-hmm. of the world. Isn't that cool? And that's it. You don't have to keep talking about it. Yeah. Uh, when you, when you see, you know, I don't know, snow, you can talk about, remember the verse that we've read before about how our sins were like scarlet, but God washes them white as snow. That's what mm-hmm. Christmas, that's why Jesus had to come as a baby. That's it. That's all you have to say mm-hmm. as you go on through all the different things. Um, as you talk about the gifts in the more, you know, that you're going to get or that you're buying for people. Remember the wise men had three presents. I think, I, I don't even, I know we're talking about traditions, but I think just transforming your your purpose and your focus on Christmas is the main mm-hmm. tradition that you need to have in your head. Mm-hmm. Like Christmas is not about going to your school's party, having the thing at your house, you know, getting the Christmas list and doing all the things. That's not the tradition. The tradition is mm-hmm. how am I corralling my kids so that their focus is on the Lord during this time. And mm-hmm. I mean, I would say the same thing for everything, but certainly Christmas, certainly mm-hmm. Easter. And of course, if you really, really want something good, I think you need to try truth of the tinsel. Yeah. It's so fun and easy. Yeah. And so we will put a, a coupon, I'll put a coupon code up for you. So any of your listeners can get, mm-hmm. a, get a discount on it. Oh, that'd be awesome. But I think just to, to briefly and succinctly, because I did not do that. I'm not very good at that. <laughs> Answer your question. If you want to start a new tradition, I honestly, the main thing you need to do, you got to have books and music around your kid mm-hmm. all the time that are pointing them to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And th- with little kids, that's the easiest, easiest thing to yeah. do. If you're opening up a book every night before bed, that's a Christmas book that's talking about Jesus. Wow. That will transform their lives, really. Yeah. Especially now. I love, I love that suggestion. I- because we're not going to be able to, for many of us, I mean, my church is not open. We are not going right. to be able to celebrate Christmas like we have in the past. We're probably, we are still going to see family, but for many people, they're not going to be seeing mm-hmm. family. They're not going to be doing all the things, even the class party. There's no class parties. That's true. Right now, all of those things that we thought made Christmas so special aren't necessarily going to be there this year. And so mm-hmm. how this is a perfect opportunity to then say, well, what is important to me in this season? What mm-hmm. do I want my kids to remember? What do I want them to take away from this season, especially this season? Yeah. And then how can we create that atmosphere? And I love that you said with music and books and yeah. For I know sure. that's so simple, but I'm telling you that the amount of kids that I have run across when I worked in church, mm-hmm. but then just that I see around and hear and they, and I'm not saying that you need to know Christian music that, that that's all you listen to, but mm-hmm. the, amount of, that 
their steady diet is not of the things of the Lord. It's, it's obvious. It's just Mm -hmm. obvious. And none of those things are hard. You don't have to be a Bible theologian to play godly music around your kids. Mm -hmm. I'm not suggesting church music. There's tons of great music. If you don't know any good, any good music, that's about the Lord. We can hook you up, you know, and same with, same with books. Your kids are reading when they're little. That's the Mm -hmm. easiest way to get it to your kids. And you don't, and I'm saying that to moms who are saying, I can't do all this stuff. I don't have yeah. time to do this. I have to work, whatever. You can you can press play and mm-hmm. you can read the two-minute book that you were going to read before. Mm-hmm. And now alarm clocks play. even can wake you up with music. That's right. And you could just have it go on at the same time every day. Like, you know, yes. you're going to be down at breakfast at 7.30 every day. Just have that go off and start to play while you're down there. Absolutely. Put it on autopilot. Yeah. So... Yeah. just around right. your kid. I, I just think any way that you can, I like to say, I want to dazzle my kids with God's mm-hmm. word and with his love. And so any way that you can do that with them, that that's what you need to do. And whatever it is that you're good at, but I'm telling you, music and books are so easy, so mm-hmm. easy. You don't have to do anything. They've mm-hmm. done all the work for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here with us today. This is fantastic. Thank you so much. Like I said, I absolutely love talking about all of it. And I just really appreciate you letting me talk to you and to all your people. You can find Amanda at oamanda.com. She's on Instagram and Twitter as oamanda. And she's on Facebook as Truth in the Tinsel and oamanda blog. If you want to dig deeper into what we talk about on the podcast each week, check out the Build Your Best Family Facebook group. It's where we hang out with some fabulous women and we practice what we've learned. There's also encouragement, group coaching, and incredible resources there too. Remember, family culture is not about perfect, it's about purpose.